You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We treat diabetes every day in our offices, but do we really know what our patients go through on a day-to-day basis? Welcome to the ReachMD Book Club. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, author of You Can Think Like a Psychiatrist, your host, and with me today is Jim Hirsch. Jim is a former reporter for the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and the author of several acclaimed books, including the best-selling Hurricane, The Miraculous Journey of Reuben Carter. Diagnosed with diabetes at age 15, he is also a principal in Close Concerns, a diabetes-focused consultancy and publishing company in San Francisco. Welcome to ReachMD, Jim. Thank you. It's good to be here. Jim, tell us why you wrote the book, Cheating Destiny. Well, it's really a very personal story. Um, I was diagnosed with diabetes as a teenager in the 1970s, and I have an older brother who also has type 1 diabetes, and he was diagnosed as a young boy in the early 1960s. So growing up, our mother was very much involved in fundraising for diabetes and awareness and education, really devoted a significant part of her adult life toward the cause. When she passed away five years ago, and her funeral, our rabbi was talking about her contributions to, to diabetes, and he also mentioned how my brother actually went on to become a very renowned diabetologist, and my father has contributed to the cause, and so the rabbi said that when they find a cure for diabetes, our family would have made a significant contribution to that effort. And at that moment, I kind of thought about my own life and what I had done, and really I hadn't done anything for diabetes other than perhaps survive, and I thought, well, what could I do? And I'm a writer, and that's, uh, that's really my, my best skill, and so I thought, well, maybe my contribution should be writing a book about diabetes. I had no idea what I was going to write about or what I was going to say, but really that was the genesis of this book, and I, and I always saw the book as part of our family's contribution to the cause. It's a great story, and I learned an immense amount from your book about what it's like to actually live with diabetes every day and what that means, not only as a patient, as a parent, as a brother, as a son, all the different relationships that you talk about in your book. One of the most amazing things to me to read as a physician was how you describe what it's like to be hypoglycemic. Tell us about that. Well, because hypoglycemia occurs from low blood sugar, and it can be very very dangerous because if you become too low, ultimately you can lose consciousness. But the experience itself is difficult because often the symptoms come in different forms. And so at some point, you know, you, you might feel hypoglycemic if you're, if you're a little bit shaky or if you begin to perspire, or maybe you just feel a little bit confused, or maybe you become hungry, or perhaps your tongue becomes numb. So those symptoms can vary a lot, and particularly if you're relatively newly diagnosed with diabetes, it can be difficult to immediately know when you're hypoglycemic. And what's really tricky about it, Leslie, is that hypoglycemia affects the one organ in your body that you need to treat the hypoglycemia. It affects your brain. For your brain to function, it needs sugar 24 hours a day, and so low blood sugar affects your brain, so it, it isn't able to function well. But the brain, of course, is what you need to make the right judgment to recognize you have low blood sugar and then to treat it. So in a way, that it's, I, I always thought there was something very diabolical about hypoglycemia because 
it impairs the, the very organ, the brain that is most needed to repair what's going on. And in your book, Cheating Destiny, you give a, a frightening example of hypoglycemia. Could you fill us in on what happened in the car? Sure. This happened about three years ago. I was driving on the highway with my son, who was three years old at the time. And unfortunately, I lost awareness behind the wheel. I, Prior to getting into the car, I was feeling a little bit uncertain but as I just said a moment ago, it's, what's tricky about diabetes is, or about hypoglycemia is that you lose your ability to make the right judgment because, again, it's your brain that, in effect, is shutting down. And so I was behind the wheel and I was driving, and just gradually I simply lost consciousness at the wheel where I was kind of you know, half aware and half not aware, almost like this netherland between life and death. And we were on the highway, and the car went off the highway, hit this ravine, and flipped over. I described it flipping over like a 4,400-pound pancake. And miraculously, neither my son nor I were hurt in any way. You know, we, we both had our seat belts on. Once the car flipped over, I, I regained consciousness. I guess, you know, the, the jarring impact of it all got me back to being aware and so I was able to get out of the car, and with the help of a woman who, who saw the car roll off the highway, you know, she came and, and, and helped us, and my son and I got out, and really it was just a miracle that no one was hurt. We ended up having to go to the emergency room because uh, an ambulance was called, and my son got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I got a Band-Aid, and our insurance company was billed like $3,000, but fortunately the, you know, the story had a, had a happy ending. One of the things you talk about in that experience and many others in the book is your experience with physicians and clinics. Overall, what has your experience been? You know, overall, my personal experience has been relatively good because no matter where I've lived, I've always been fortunate to have a very good doctor. My older brother is a diabetologist who's able to open up a lot of doors for me in making sure that I get a really good physician wherever I'm at. However, I think my situation is probably the aberration. In doing research for the book, I put a little blurb in the back of a consumer diabetes magazine saying I was writing a book on diabetes, send me any comments you have about what it's like. And I thought I might get a dozen or so comments, you know, e- emails or letters. I ended up getting more than 800 letters and emails, some, you know, 20 pages long. And one of the themes that emerges in in all these correspondences is the frustration that patients have with their physicians. And the frustration takes one of several forms. One, they just can't find in endocrinologists, you know, because there are so few of them in the country and a lot of them have stopped seeing new patients. Or they have a doctor an endocrinologist, an internist, a primary care physician, and they don't get enough time with them. Diabetes is a very complicated disease in which it's not just figuring out the medications and what the best therapy is, but there's an entirely separate sort of emotional side of diabetes and behavior side. And just a lot of things need to be worked out, you know, juggling the medication, the lifestyle issues, the sort of emotional support issues, and it takes time, and there, and there are really no therapeutic shortcuts. And, and unfortunately, 
many physicians you know, don't have more than 10 or 12 minutes to give a particular patient. And then finally, the other main frustration that you hear a lot from patients is that a lot of the doctors just are not up to speed on the latest drugs and therapies and technology. There's so much going on in the field of diabetes right now. There's, I think, like eight or nine classes of drugs for type 2 diabetes in the type 1 world. There's continuous glucose monitors and insulin pumps and new blood glucose meters, all of which is powerful technology but also complicated, and it, it takes training to know how to, to use it. And patients go into their doctors, and they want to, to know about these new therapies, these new drugs, and many of the doctors just don't have either the time or the wherewithal to be educated themselves on how to use them, or they're not willing to spend the time to figure out what to do with blood glucose numbers. So those are the kinds of problems that I think a lot of patients have with their physicians. If you're just joining our discussion, you're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is author Jim Hirsch. We're discussing his latest book, Cheating Destiny, Living with Diabetes. Jim, now's your chance. You've got several thousand doctors out there listening to you. How can we as physicians do a better job treating people that have diabetes? I think there are several things that doctors can do. First is just to try to stay as educated as possible about all the latest drugs and therapies and technological devices so that patients know that when they come to see you, you know, they're getting the latest treatments available. I think the second thing that's important is to the extent possible that you or someone on your staff can spend the necessary time with a patient, whether it's returning emails, returning phone calls, giving them, you know, not 10 minutes in the office, but 20 or 30 minutes. That's incredibly important because I think so many times patients just feel isolated. It's very frustrating trying to maintain normal blood sugars or near normal blood sugars, that it's just very helpful if they can reach you and and get that time. That's such a a big hurdle that stands between so many patients and doctors. And finally, and perhaps most importantly, I found that what is perhaps the biggest frustration for patients is that it's very easy to become disillusioned with diabetes. You just give up because, you know, every day is a challenge. Again, the goal is to maintain normal blood sugars with diabetes. And even if you're the most diligent and conscientious of patients, you're still going to have bad days and you're still going to have ups and downs. And a lot of patients, they become so frustrated, they just give up. And so I think where doctors have to play an important role is making sure that patients do not get discouraged, to give them encouragement, to remind them that the goal is not perfection, it's not uh, perfect glycemic control, the goal is to always be trying to improve wherever you're at. So if your A1C right now, your, your average blood sugar over the last three months, if it's a little bit high, okay, so for, for your next test, the goal shouldn't be a perfect A1C or a normal A1C, but just incrementally better. I think patients just need to feel as if they have someone there who's supporting them as opposed to someone there who is telling them, how they're falling short, telling them how they're failing. We feel the failure all around us. Many patients feel guilt for not doing as well 
as the commercials it would have us believe that we should be feeling. Have you ever seen a commercial for a glucose meter? You know, blood sugars are always perfect in those commercials. The reality is that it's difficult to get a perfect blood sugar score. And so patients internalize that as feeling as if they are failing. And so doctors have to remind patients that it's a difficult disease to manage, even under the best circumstances. And when you don't do as well as you're hoping for, it's not time to panic. It's time to figure out, okay, what step can we make together to try to make that improvement? And I think if doctors can do that, that would go a long way. Well, thank you for being on our show today to discuss these issues with us, Jim. Well, it's great to be here. We've been talking with author Jim Hirsch about his latest book, Cheating Destiny, Living with Diabetes. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the ReachMD Book Club on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments, so please visit us at ReachMD.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library. Thank you for listening.